The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Adetunji Omatola is the independent Africa analyst. And I mean, have you dared, Adetunji, um, to give us some sort of forecast for growth across the African economy this this year or the many, many economies of Africa, considering that you would have given us a forecast this time last year and been horribly wrong courtesy of COVID? Dare you make forecasts? Hello. Uh, hi, Bruce. Can you hear me? Good evening. Oh, absolutely. Okay, hello, Bruce, and hello to your listeners. Thank you for having me. Uh, basically, look, Africa, as you know, given the coronavirus, the pandemic, there's been a lot of problems in terms of lockdowns, curfews, and all the extra budgetary expenditure that has to be spent on palliatives, and people are not really working um, the way they should be working because of all the lockdowns. So, uh, growth forecast for 2021 for Africa is about 2.5%, or 2.7% to be exact. And there's a decline of about 6.1% in terms of per capita income as of last year. And FDI has collapsed by about 30 to 40%. And then, of course, remittances, um, the almighty remittances that comes in from diaspora has fallen by about 9%. And government debt increased to 70% of GDP, a rise of about 8%. Also, rise in interest payments obligations. I'm sure you've heard about Zambia having problems in paying their debt. I think Ghana may also run into difficulty in that area because Ghana is about 83% of GDP in terms of debt. So it's very significant in terms of what's going on there. The growth is not really the growth story of Africa where we used to have about 5%. 4% is not there this year, but that's not surprising at all. But if you then go on to the big stories, that one of the biggest stories in terms of Africa, in Mozambique, uh, there is a company called a Brazilian multinational corporation called Vale, V-A-L-E, and they're trying to pull out, they're trying to divest out of uh, Mozambique as part of their climate emergency commitment to end coal production. What they're doing is a complex planned withdrawal. So what they've decided to do is to allow the Japanese company Mitsui to leave the project, and they're going to buy 15% of the Mutise coal, coal mine. And uh, they're going to take 50% of that, which is uh, quite sizable. And also there's uh, part of that deal is a 900-kilometer railway and uh, port facility in a place called Nakala Logistics corridor. They're buying all of that for one dollar. Well, just listen to this. Even though they're buying it for one dollar, this company Vail is then going to take on Mitsui's debt, which is to the value of $2.5 billion. And this new company that they're going to set up will then focus on high-quality coking coal, which is used for steel. And so what they're hoping to do is to sell this mine when they do close the deal, they sell it to the Chinese, they sell the mine, the railway, and also probably they'll be looking at India as well. So not just China, but India's possible suitors. And the reason why China looks good to be a suitor is because China produces after-world steel, and also China is anxious to replace Australian coal, which they've stopped procuring because there's a diplomatic confrontation. And, of course, moving on to Kenya, the Kenya Revenue Authority, in its wisdom, 
has decided to set up what they call a digital service tax. That came into force in January, and uh, the amount they're charging is 1.5% of the growth transaction value. And basically what they're doing is they will tax anything that has to do with online. So online classes, e-books, musical downloads, movie streaming, and even air tickets bought over the internet will attract more. So that's the situation in Kenya. They're taxing the, the digital space. They're very aggressive. 1.5% of the gross transaction value. That is new in Kenya. And moving on to Nigeria, Africa's largest economy. There are many complications there. As you know, Nigeria relies on about 95% of foreign exchange comes from oil. And because of the uh, collapse in the price of oil, Nigeria's economy has actually dipped. We're uh, in a recession at the moment. The economy has contracted about 3.5% in the last year. So it's really a tough situation. But this new bill basically is to focus on how they can re- uh, re- uh, readjust and rejig the oil and gas industry. And one of the proposals in the bill is to scrap the almighty uh, Nigeria National Petroleum Corporation, which is known in Nigeria, the NNPC. And they also want to scrap the uh, product pricing regulatory agency, which is called the PPPRA. And in its place, they're proposing the creation of the Nigerian National Petroleum Company Limited. So that would be a limited liability company. And after all the assets and liabilities of the NNPC has been uh, sort of uh, managed to audit it by the ministers of petroleum and finance, then they'll be able to set up this company. But there's some major concerns with this bill. Top of those concerns is regarding deep water developments, which they argue that the PIB shows that the deep water provisions do not provide a favorable environment for future environments, for uh, investments, future investments rather. And also they want to see how that would help them to be able to launch new projects. So they want full royalty relief. So that is really the news out of Nigeria. In fact, people have come to blows in parliament last week when they were discussing who gets what and what will be the benefit, particularly to the host communities in the area that is called the Niger Delta, which is called South-South in Nigeria. So that's the wrap for this week. Thank you. Adetunji Umatola is an independent Africa analyst. A nice rundown of what has been happening from a business perspective around the African continent.